Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And we are going to do a first in our podcast history, and that is delving into the American Beatle albums. And we've, uh, to set this up a little bit, we've gotten some feedback and some questions in the past saying, hey, you guys have never talked about the American versions of the Beatle albums. Uh, what do you think of them? And so I've just sort of, I'd get one and they're like, okay, well, maybe we'll think about it someday, but we've got a critical mass of them now. So people are interested in this topic. And I think you and I both find the whole idea of having completely different albums pretty interesting. So we're going to focus on one of those yesterday and today. So uh, before we get into it, Chris, what was your, we've talked about this a little bit before, but what what's your take on the American albums? And did you know much about them growing up? Uh, I didn't know anything about them growing up and had no no clue that there was like a completely separate set of Beatles albums. And then you start to become more of a collector and you're like, oh, what's this? You know, you know, oh, what's Beatles VI? What the, <laughs> what the hell is this thing? And and, uh, you know, and then you start studying more about the Beatles and you realized, oh, there's a whole different set of records and uh, the American Beatle fan, uh, for instance, my uh, fiance's mother was a Beatle fan growing up, and she loved Revolver. Well, her Revolver was different than the English Revolver. Yeah. Right. So, or uh, Rubber Soul. Rubber. Or, yeah, both uh, actually, it was Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul was different. So, the uh, recently, my uh, friend's uh, father passed away, and he inherited his uh, record collection. And I was like, oh, look, you got a revolver in here. It's in great condition. And then I was like, oh, look, it's the U.S. <laughs> it's the U.S. version. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't know much about this, but growing up. But uh, as an adult, obviously, we've, we've looked into it. And in 2014, there was a, there was a big re-release of, of all of these on CD. Uh, finally officially issued on cd and even earlier there was there were two there was uh, one in 2004 as well those were called the capital albums uh, volume one and volume two and then they yeah they released them again in 2014 so does that does that seem like overkill or i guess there's a market. Uh, there's yeah there's a market and i would understand the person who grew up on having had these records preferring the these versions uh in the fact that you just like grew up on them you just listen to them and the, you know like the person who's listening to yesterday today and hears uh you know i'm only sleeping is expecting nowhere man after it yeah which is so weird yeah. to to us who've you know listened to the English Beatles, you know, official catalog so many times that you would th- hear things in a certain sequence. But to the uh, to the American Beatle fan, you know, these are important uh, touchstones of their youth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. they I personally did grow up on these uh, as a Beatle fan in the starting in the mid 80s. Uh, those mm-hmm. were the ones that you could get at the store. They didn't have the the British ones. They weren't on CD yet until 87. So I remember getting something new 
and we'll we'll talk about these someday just because they're fun to talk about but something yeah. new i had uh beetle 65 i have yesterday mm-hmm. and today and there might have been one actually i did own the revolver and rubber sole ones at one point mm-hmm. as well and i think people might be wondering if you're not if you've never heard them they sound different and there's some reasons for that and we could talk about the audio uh, there's there's uh, the mono versions and then there's they call them fake, fake stereo or duophonic stereo. Do, do you have or have listened to some duophonic yes. uh, uh, versions of this? I have. What's your take on that? So the whole thought behind this is uh, it was a marketing ploy by Capitol Records to take, they would get mono mixes of the Beatles songs from England, and then mm-hmm. they would put them on two, they'd split the mono track into two, and then you'd move one a little bit out of phase or a little delayed. So it kind of gave a stereo effect. And then they would throw reverb on it, usually. And call it was called duophonic or fake stereo. And because the Beatles, as we know, didn't really do stereo mixes until later in their career. So uh, it it's interesting, actually. I... Yeah, it was marketing because it was a way to get more stereo albums and to sell more stereo record players. How about that? Yeah. Always looking for a buck. But they sound they, they are different mixes sometimes and they the uh they just have a very different sound. I, I always remember them sounding very echoey, like a lot of reverb. And this particular yeah. album only has a few of the duophonic tracks on them. But they're it's unique. Have you heard some of the differences or some of that sound? I I couldn't find any currently existing. I'm sure there's duophonic records out there you can go and buy mm-hmm. that have the duophonic effect, but I couldn't even find like YouTube clips or anything of, particularly for this album, of the duophonic version. So I, I was uh, hoping to find that. I could find a uh, mono vinyl version, which is also. A different mix on some of the tracks than you're used to, mm-hmm. particularly. Uh, we'll talk about that yeah. when we get to the tracks, but but yeah, but I couldn't find the duophonic, so I've I've never heard any of the duophonic oh. stuff. So I'll be, I'll be interested next time we're uh, 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 allowed to be in the same uh, room yes. together <laughs> and uh, and travel to see one one or another. We'll have to have a yeah. listening party. I'll bring up my copy of, uh, actually I have meet the Beatles too. I can bring that as well. So yeah, you can actually hear, uh, or yeah, Beatles 65, any of those. And they were, uh, they were done by this guy, Dave Dexter, who was a record exec for Capitol. And Mm -hmm. he, uh, where I live in Kansas city, our, the university where I teach at the university of Missouri, Kansas city has his archives. Actually, we have all of Dave Dexter's papers. And so I went in one day and listened to a video or audio clip of him talking about the Beatles and he did not like them at all. He was, yeah. a, he was very, he's a jazz guy. And he said, this isn't really music. This is kind of, I, but I knew it would sell. So, you know, I just threw on some reverb. I just like got it done. Cause I had to, so, yeah, yeah, punching the clock. Yeah, punching the clock was Dave <laughs> Dexter. Yeah, so he was real negative about the Beatles, but obviously they made Capital a lot of money. And, yeah, and I remember listening to the ones that said it says prepared, reproduced for disc, or prepared by Dave Dexter or something on the record, and it has such extreme uh, 
left and right. I remember when my, when I was a kid listening to rubber soul and I could just turn off the left speaker completely <laughs> and hear nothing but just the bass and drums and then faint <laughs> vocal. It was such a strong separation that I don't think the real Beatles albums are quite that bad. So uh, that was Dave Dexter and lots of reverb. Well, I don't even really like these newer stereo versions of the of the oldest uh, no. English albums like uh, Please Please Me and Mm-mm. you know where they just separate that there was like four tracks and they just separate two over here and two over there. Yeah, it yeah. just sounds terrible to me. I don't yeah. know. It's like give me the mono, please. Yeah, <laughs> on on uh, most of that stuff. So. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's a weird yeah. listening experience. So it'll be fun when we can actually do that sometime. Uh, t- two things you said there on transitioned uh, us. One is that uh, the albums were big money makers. Mm-hmm. Maybe not this one for some reason. <laughs> hmm. And uh, that this guy uh, doing such a bad job, you could say that he really uh, butchered <laughs> the. Very the, good. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, audio, right? He might have butchered it a little bit, as well as some meat on top of the uh, cover there, as well. So I'm wearing my uh, uh, Kansas City T-Bones hat today, Dave, and that uh, relates to what uh, UK is unavoidable if you talk about yesterday and today. Yeah, and, that's... and the mo- mo- most of the conversation about yesterday and today out there is about the cover. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So this, there's some controversy about who actually proposed this or who, and we're talking about the famous butcher cover that is a huge collectible item and goes for many, many thousands of dollars now that either in the original state or has a pasted over cover that then you could steam off and get the original. Yeah, um, I guess. So they call the, the, the second state is it's got the sticker still on it of the non-butcher cover and you can buy those fewer and fewer available because a lot of people get them and then pull off the thing because underneath there'd be a third state cover which is the butcher cover but with the peeled off label Mm -hmm. rather than the very original no peeled off label which are very very rare Mm -hmm. and go for thousands of dollars yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very. You can, I just looked. I think I saw one for twenty one thousand dollars on eBay, something Yeesh. like that. Yeah. So it was taken. The cover photo was taken by Robert Whitaker, who uh, died fairly recently, I think. And uh, the the Beatles themselves were. If you read the anthology about the butcher cover, they were they were kind of conflicted about what they thought about it and what it was and the whole idea behind it. And so you've everybody's seen the cover, I hope, or you can go look at it now while you're, you stop us and then go look at the original cover of yesterday and today. But you see the Beatles sitting there where with the lab coats on and they have disembodied babies, uh, heads and torsos and then raw meat slabs. And they're all smiling and looking kind of, I don't know. How do you describe their looks in that cover? Uh, uh, it, it, like they've just been laughing at a joke or something. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Big exactly. smiles and mouths open and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah. And 
So there's the reactions to the album or the, the idea of the cover was, oh, we just want to shock people or we're going to make a statement here. We're going to do something unbeatle-like and be very kind of edgy and all of that. Uh, and so I found a couple of quotes from each Beatle and uh, I want Chris to answer, is this Beatle on the mark or not here with his response or his interpretation of the butcher photograph? So John Lennon said it was, quote, as relevant as Vietnam. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that one, dude. It's as relevant as Vietnam. That's right. Uh, I'm going to give a thumbs down on that one. Okay. I'm going to say it's a nonsense. Nonsense. Okay. Paul McCartney defended it and said it was a great idea or it was you know, a great concept and really enjoyed the whole idea of being edgy and that their critics were just soft. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know that that's, uh, I'm going to give that a thumbs down, too. Okay. I'm going to give that a big, big thumbs down. Okay. All right. Well, what do you think Ringo had to say? Well, Ringo had kind of an interesting interpretation. Uh, he said it was a commentary on how Capitol Records, quote, butchered their original albums. That I could that I could buy. Mm-hmm. That I could buy that they're trying to do some subversive, screw you, Capitol Records, I did not the first time they had conflicts, I think, with right. the Capitol Records uh, thing, which one thing we didn't touch on is that instead of giving out a full album with 14 tracks or whatever, that this was a way to limit the tracks, get a full record out there that you'd pay full price for, only had 12 tracks instead of 14. So, nope, we can't have uh, uh, all of these tracks on this <laughs> album. So we got to we gotta pull some of them off, throw them on this other thing, uh, put some singles and B-sides on there, too, to fill it out so we get a full record. It, it, like, this is the most hodgepodge of, of the <laughs> bunch, too, yeah. uh, so in that way. It's basically violating the Beatles' conception of each album, that if you're going to just take off... Well, and, and their philosophy, because, you know, they always said how they didn't want to make people buy albums with the same songs on them. They had singles. They didn't put singles on albums. And yep. so here's a case where you are doing that in three times, I think, on this one. There's three singles and their B-sides, so you're buying duplications. Uh, and then in terms of the intention, the Beatles put out their album with 14 songs or however many in a particular order, a particular way, so... And then the record company just slices and dices it however they want. Uh, yeah. And then calls it. It's 27 minutes, this album. It's ridiculously short. Yeah. Oh, uh, no kidding. I was stunned when I'm uh, do, doing multiple listenings of it. Very easy to do. Multiple yeah, it is. <laughs> Two an hour. Squeeze right? three in and, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> time it takes to drink all your morning coffee. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So... So okay, and then maybe Ringo. The, yeah, so maybe what's Ringo. What's the last quote? Does Ringo get a thumbs up on his interpretation? Yeah, I'm going to give Ringo a big thumbs up here. <laughs> good, good. All right, and then George says, "I thought the idea was gross, and I also thought it was stupid. Sometimes we all did stupid things, thinking it was cool and hip. 
when it was naive and dumb, and that was one of them. Uh, that's the most thumbs up of the, of that's the bunch. <laughs> that that quote, I've I've seen that quote too on. Uh, I think that's in the anthology yeah, book, and I think that's the best take here. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, let's try something weird, and you, in retrospect, so insane that it <laughs> actually got out. Mm-hmm. And that that executives actually were kind of like it shows a little bit the power of the Beatles, yeah, uh, uh, the growing power of the Beatles, where they can be like, nope, you're gonna release that absolute disaster <laughs> of a cover, and uh, that people will obviously be offended by. Yes, like like clearly, you know. You know, and and I I'm not like so I you know it's okay you you get the okay well it's not real babies you know, it's like, you know but it's still a dumb idea I mean it's not you know, what are we doing here? <laughs> so you and George are seeing more eye to eye on this one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so after this big brouhaha happened with the album cover, then they changed the cover and put. The one I have here, which is the one that you normally see, which is the Beatles looking kind of staged and not very happy around a trunk. And Paul is inside the trunk sitting down. John's on top of it. And then the other Beatles are around him. And it's... Wait, uh, Paul being inside the trunk, does that mean Paul is dead? Ooh, oh, here it begins. <laughs> yeah, here it begins. <laughs> That's right. Why on earth would he be the one in the trunk? If I know. He's not, why if Paul? He's still the real Bob. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> very suspicious. So yeah, they look so bored. So bored. Yeah. In this picture, this alternative cover. I uh, uh, so that was a bad cover too. Yeah. So, so yeah. Two. Oh for two. Oh for two. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think the originally I- idea was that that the butcher thing would not be the cover. That the when the when the guy was taking the f- pictures, I think he thought of like, oh, some 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 wild conceptual inside the sleeve art that would just be very pop art artistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some very pretentious sort of like uh, him explaining his idea is out there which before his death he, he you know would explain like ah oh, this and uh, the, the a row of sausages would be an umbilical cord mm, and that means okay. this and this <laughs> means that and i'm like who's gonna who on earth is gonna get all that from yeah. the you know maybe in an art insta installation in the you know uh, fancier uh, neighborhoods of London to like put up pictures of the Beatles with this in an, in in that sort of setting that might have like flew to put it on particularly American albums <laughs> and put it out as the cover just nutty yeah they they said somewhere that they a lot of the photographers would come with different ideas and different conceptions and mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's I don't know it's it's interesting and it's it is really the only reason why this album is even known now probably mm-hmm. even though as we kind of go into the the what you know the actual songs on it I have to say I I kind of like this album I think it's it works pretty well as a actual album even though it's Ye- so short 
Yeah, like listening to it, I was like, oh, this is this kind of bops along. Even it's even got two Ringo songs know, on it, Dave, and and there and it's good. <laughs> it's it's like oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a. I mean, to go through the songs here, it's sort of it is a hodgepodge, as you mentioned. It's kind of a I, I describe it as a fusion between Rubber Soul and Revolver, with a couple extras. Uh, and so you've got Act Naturally and Yesterday from Help from the UK Help. Yep. You have Nowhere Man and What Goes On from the UK. Uh, rubber soul as well as drive my car and if i needed someone uh-huh both sides of the single day tripper we can work it out yeah and then from the album that wasn't even out yet revolver didn't come out until the summer remember of 66 this was june it was released in june we get uh three songs from the upcoming uk lp revolver i'm only sleeping dr robert and and your bird can sing in duophonic stereo. Yeah. So so if you're the American fan, this comes out, you're like, oh, great, awesome, yeah, uh, amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna get some <laughs> fresh tracks. Oh, by the way, I want to before we get to this, uh, just wanted to mention this whole butcher cover thing. Very costly for capital. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah they what happened here? Yeah. They put them out. They immediately had to recall them because places were like, we're not selling this. We're not putting this on shelves. What are you talking about? <laughs> so they recalled the albums. Uh, so a lot of the albums got recalled and destroyed. Some of the albums just got put out. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the local record shop got it, so they're like, screw it. We're selling it. So there's some copies in circulation because of that. But other ones got sent back to the uh, place. Some of those destroyed. Okay, so now you got to reprint new records. So that's very, very, very costly. Some of those, they're like, well, instead of destroying them, why don't we just put the new cover on top of it? Easy. So they did that. So that's why you get this new version that has the peel off covers the the second state third state thing that we talked about earlier Mm -hmm. so but at any rate very costly for a record that's a number one record went platinum i think two times platinum in the u.s they didn't make any money on it capital record (laughs) so so their whole idea here uh with the track listing from their standpoint pretty good idea actually kind of Mm-hmm. To to put some new some new tracks on there, why they didn't put I think rain and yeah. uh, what is that paperback, paperback writer, writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, c- could have could have made it on this record yeah. why why they didn't do that instead of taking the new tracks from Revolver to sort of I I don't know if it ruins Revolver to take those three tracks mm. off but it doesn't help it no no because they're all <laughs> they're all John songs first that that's another I think people. I remember reading somewhere that U.S. fans felt that Revolver was a really Paul-heavy album. And now you can see Paul and George, actually. You can even see why now, because you've got three John songs with uh, Dr. Robert, I'm Only Sleeping, and Andrew Bird Can Sing on this album here that are not on Revolver in the yes, U.S. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, uh, but it kind of makes this collection pretty great. Yeah. I, th- I yeah. think. Yeah, the the a good description before we get into the track listing. Uh, it said the album gave a dual appearance to 
American audiences. This is from Beetlebooks.com. It seemed to be a greatest hits package of the past year while featuring many tracks that were new to everyone's ears, thereby appearing as a brand new Beatles album. And it was also the first American or British album, Chris, to feature two Ringo songs, Act yeah. Naturally and What Goes On. Because last the last three Capitol albums had nothing from Ringo. So you get a bonanza of Ringo on Yesterday and Today. Yeah, it was a, it was a decent idea, I guess. I mean, obviously, the, just the general idea to just have an 11 track <laughs> album is pretty weak 27 minutes 27 minutes yeah yeah so just the the just the whole concept of that but it's something that had been started long ago that they had the american albums be different because just because of like i think when they signed the beatles to come out in america it was it was just like okay well we got to get a collection of their songs out and so they started they released what was the first meet the beatles was first yeah mm-hmm. meet so meet the beatles came out instead of please please me right. and now you're already off the you know and meet the beatles has not it's not just the please please me track list no it's this more with the beatles and has i want to hold your hand on it uh, yeah and yeah different different tunes so so once you're off there, yeah. Once you're off, you're not like <laughs> might as well be off. the English thing. Might as well be off. Yeah. And and from their point of view, it's like, well, this is our bestseller. This is our our cash cow now. Let's get as much of it out as possible. So to sh- shrink the albums a couple tracks and you know just put what you can put on it and create a new sort of like every every single U.S. album version of uh of the are basically some sort of cobbled together mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. so yeah so so you can't at this point you can't be like oh this yesterday and today is an <laughs> abom- abomination no if it's just like following the trend that they've set for themselves from long ago yeah just know? even previously you had uh Beatles six earlier at eight days a week followed by you like me too much Okay, so there's a a help track and a a Beatles for Sale. So we're already, yeah, way off track here. So, yeah, but it works pretty well. So let's let's see what what you think here. Uh, Side one, we can go down the list here. Starts with the there's six songs on side one. So drive my car. I'm only sleeping. Nowhere man. Doctor Robert. Yesterday and act naturally. So what are your thoughts on side one? Um, yeah, it's, it's strange cause you get those three linens in a row mm-hmm. and really drive my car kind of as a, well, that's more of a Paul than a linen, but he's, you know, singing throughout it. Yeah. So the real linen heavy, like very heavy <laughs> on the linen. Um, but, uh, and I'm only sleeping in Dr. Robert. That's, that's where we get in this duophonic mm-hmm. uh, thing. We also on the mono versions, you know, if you if you have never heard a Beatles mono, uh, one of the tracks that is most different uh, mono to uh, the stereo you might have grown up on is "I'm Only Sleeping." The background sort of <laughs> stuff, <laughs> you know, that you're used to being synced perfectly with the song is 
way off. Yes. Like, oh, like, it'll give you whiplash <laughs> if you listen. I've never heard it before. You're like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the effects just come out of nowhere. The backwards guitar playing and yeah. just throws you off. Yeah. Exactly. But, so, so I was experiencing that all week listening to the mono version of it. Mm-hmm. Of like, wow, that's Simon Only Sleeping. It's really uh, odd. And on this stereo version that I've got here, it's very echoey too. So even more, I mean, it's already kind of a spooky song with in its normal way, but it's it add a little reverb and it's even more haunting, I think. Yeah, you yeah. Get all these backwards licks coming in and out that, where you don't expect them. Uh, it is a different experience. Yeah. The Dr. Robert sounds a, a slightly different, too, only to the very, very, like, discerning ear in a couple of places. It's not as dramatically different. Yeah. Uh, nor is the, what's the third track from? Uh, oh, And Your Bird Can Sing on side two. Yeah, that one didn't didn't really stand out as a uh, being uh, wild, wildly different than the the ones we all grew up on. No. So. <laughs> Uh, how do you how do you like the beginning and closing of side one with drive my car and then ending with act naturally? I, I think it works. I mean, I, you know, to, to just coming after yesterday, act naturally is kind of refreshing. Yeah, yeah. In that spot, just sort of a pick me up mm-hmm. to end the side. Um, also, I felt you know, depending on how you feel about Doctor Robert, it's not my favorite. But it it coming between Nowhere Man and Yesterday, it kind of sequenced not too bad. Uh, so I, I think the sequencing of the tracks, despite the weirdness of three linens in a row, <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of works for me. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And it really shows, because Revolver wasn't out yet, it really shows the development, I think, of where they were going. I mean, let's just comparing yesterday or nowhere man which are more straightforward a ballad and a a good pop song with vocals to i'm only sleeping is clearly something is different uh, john is moving in a different direction and that's pretty clear here yeah i'm only sleeping in nowhere man back to back is kind of a yeah. real great yeah yeah two, two just frigging gems yeah know? two but, great sides of lennon yeah yeah so then so. side two only has a clocks in at a brief oh two, four, six, eight, ten, maybe like thirteen <laughs> minutes, something, fourteen <laughs> minutes, maybe. Five songs, and your bird yeah. can sing. And then George appears with If I Needed Someone, We Can Work It Out, What Goes On, and Day Tripper. Yeah, it's short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to keep getting up and turning the record over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let me. I can't even sit down. I can't no. even get an email out, and I gotta like, oh, I gotta we're back to drive my car. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I really like Andrew Bird can sing, followed by If I Needed Someone, followed by We Can Work It Out. It's pretty hot. Yeah, three in a row, definitely. Really, really cooks along, and then day, ending on Day Tripper too. It's, mm-hmm. What do you think of Day Tripper as a closer? It's weird. I think of it as such an opening kind of track because it's got the open E string and it just it's that yeah. riff and it gets everybody fired up because they know it. It's kind of, to me. It's it's a weird placement. It doesn't yeah. work that well at the end. I think it would work. I don't know what else. You, what would you end on for this side? Uh, 
Well, yes. they, that's where we should have had rain on there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, you could, yeah. You don't like rain very much. So. No, I hate that science. It's a terrible, it's terrible <laughs> science. <laughs> I was listening to the uh, Beatles, for uh, those of you who have Sirius XM, which I recently got. Oh, yeah. The Beatles channel yes. on Memorial Day weekend had the countdown, mm-hmm. fans Peter countdown. Peter Asher. And he was talking about rain being his one of his most uh, beloved Beatles songs. He's huh. like, I just love it. <laughs> and I thought of Dave, of course. Uh, I'm in good company then. That's <laughs> He's it. like, I think this is underrated. Underrated really should be way up the list. Absolutely. And then he and then he ragged on <laughs> Hey Bulldog being too high. Oh, that we that brings back our discussion from that NME list, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's like, I just and he was like, he put it in a way that he was like, I'm not saying this, but. Yes. Some might say Some it's way too it's insane to have it this high on the list. <laughs> I don't know. I, the bigger question to me is how does what goes on fit in for you as the kind of anomaly on this side? Um, it, It's okay. <laughs> what goes on is never going to, I'm never going to be like, oh, great. What goes on here? No. Uh, But I was the first listening through it. Not not even I, I tried to kind of like just listen to it with fresh ears. So I didn't even kind of like look and see what was on it. I was sort of like, what? Another Ringo? That's yeah. Two Ringos on one album. So from for the Ringo fan, for the for the uh, teenage girl who was just the biggest Ringo fan in the world. <laughs> this is probably their favorite album. Right. Yeah. Two Ringos. I know. Two Ringos. Good performances on both. Mm-hmm. From Ringo, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's pretty successful, even though it's so short. Uh, it really, like you say, kind of packs a punch, and uh, there's no no fat on this album at all. It's very very lean and just takes you right through a quick listen. And there's no real dud songs at all here. I mean, they're all well sequenced and put in a good order. So. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, obviously, like I said, uh, number one album in the U.S. Two times platinum. <laughs> yeah. So it says uh, it did surprisingly well, despite the fact that Beatle fans probably owned over half these songs from the previous three singles. It sold over two million copies, which was double what the previous year's June album Beatles Six sold. It it spent five weeks in number one position on the Billboard album charts and only began to drop when Revolver was released exactly seven weeks later. So (laughs) interesting connection there. There, Everything everything was all timed really well. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, so lots of uh, of fun. Just looking at the cover. I know, I know. It's just like, oh, geez, guys, come on. (laughs) What were they thinking? (laughs) Yeah. If, If any of our listeners have a infamous butcher cover as it's described here and want to send us a picture that would be great <laughs> we'll post the picture uh, yeah because it's uh, fun to see i I've, the only time i've ever seen one in real life was when i would go to the fest for beetle fans and they would have them yeah. up way way up high the ceiling, uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> the vendors like, place. oh there it is there, there it is. is wow oh <laughs> yeah. wow look at it exactly so. <laughs> 
And now, of course, you know, looking back, it's like, oh, what a what a dumb idea. But <laughs> but it's sort of I mean, nobody's a fit, like enraged about it no, now. Not today. now. And the the in the Beatles credit, the actual Beatles, it's sort of like, like can you be like, oh Ringo, I can't believe you participated in such a thing. It's yeah. like they're just showing up and be, hey, throw this on. Hey, put it, this funny hat on. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, pretend like you're putting a nail in John Lennon's head. Uh, all right, yeah. <laughs> I like that photo, by the way. That's a, that's one of the from this session. There's the one of George nailing nails into john's head that's a pretty good one so there yeah are, there were some pretty yeah i think it's, yeah it's like that's just what you do when you go to a photo shoot they say oh try this on try that move over here smile don't smile yeah dirtier yeah dirtier right right yeah. <laughs> uh, look angry yeah, all right yeah. yeah oh we got it exactly so <laughs> so, so but in terms of the music within the grooves it's good it's a I, I, yeah, it's good. It's 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 a it's a crisp. Li- I mean, it's Beatles song, so yeah, of course it's gonna be good. You can't go that wrong with no. <laughs> like here's some random Beatles songs thrown together. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's great. Works well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I, it was interesting to listen to it this week because I have rare. Like I said, rarely have I personally heard any of these. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of like taking a fresh ear on some of these U.S. releases. And it was an enjoyable week of listening. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. And if you have uh, another recommendation for uh, our next Beatle American album that you'd like us to look at, please uh, feel free to send us an email at I've got a Beatles podcast at hotmail.com or on our Facebook page or at Twitter, wherever. Uh, we'd be happy to take a listen and dig in sometime if you're you're chomping at the bit for a something new review or uh, the early <laughs> Beatles. Uh, we'd be happy to do that and, and sharpen our duophonic listening ears. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, good to uh, talk about this and uh, come. We haven't heard any real new Beatle news since the last time we recorded as far as I know. Uh, so we're just kind of in that. That usually means news is going to come out tomorrow Dave. yeah exactly <laughs> tomorrow's monday <laughs> three or so. four times we've recorded and then the very next day or the day after that there's some oh oh three yep. news items on beetle releases so i will say the one thing did you see the latest issue of paul's e-newsletter it did say something about a special announcement or something special coming in june so oh. i wonder if that refers to the flaming pie uh, reissue remaster set archive. I don't know. Uh, hope so. Yeah. Hope so. I'd like, I'd like to get some sort of some, uh, you know, (laughs) getting to the point, you know, I've been stuck inside for months, uh, (laughs) of just like, uh, what can I buy? Yeah, I know. I know. We need some new product. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. (laughs) But otherwise, if anything comes up, we'll be sure to let you know and keep listening and, uh, we will be back at you soon with a new episode. Uh, we've got reviews coming and some other interesting discussions ahead. So look forward to that. Talk to you next time.